2: friday eve you know some days i think or some weeks i think this is my favorite day of the week because you know you can just see it you don't even need to be on your tippy toes anymore friday is almost here and i'm always in a good mood when i'm looking at the weekend because that means i get to spend some time on my favorite beach of which i love so much and i love sharing this time with you all every day though from 6 to 7 p.m i am andrea k dynamite in a dress busting through the hype The hyperbole and the hypocrisy, like I do every night here. But I don't do it alone. No, I don't. I also share this time with you all out there on Facebook, Facebook Live, Twitter, Instagram. And then, of course, I share this time with my buddy, DJ Carrot Sticks. I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. DJ
3: Carrot Sticks.
2: I had one of the best videos of all time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for those of you not up on your pop culture references, that was none other than Kanye West. Who I, your right. favorite, right? Yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm loving me some Kanye right now. Now, back in the day when he did that, when he took up on the stage and, and tried to uh, take Taylor Swift's moment away from her for Beyonce, I don't think anybody was liking Kanye West at the time. Uh, but now we like him because he is actually a force for independent thought. It doesn't mean that he agrees with President Trump on everything that he's from policies, but he's somebody that's like, hey, think for yourself. If I like the guy, why am I not allowed to like him? He is one of the – and not only is he one of these celebrities who actually has come out and been honest that he likes President Trump and he's bold enough to say it. He's not fearful of it. He's also African-American, and those are, that's the community right now that has been under so much fire from the left uh, because they dared to think for themselves – See, the left needs them to stay dependent on, on the Democrats in terms of thought. And therefore, by staying dependent on the Democrats in terms of thought, they will then stay dependent on the Democrats for their lives. Because that's what the Democrat Party is all about. It's about in- increasing the dependency class, and it's all for power. And you know what? Kanye West has been busting them on it, and so is Candace Owens. So, so is our man Herman Cain. Uh, going back to Clarence Thomas, he was one of the first ones to bust him on that. Uh, But I didn't really want to spend a whole lot of time talking about Kanye West. Thank you for that, though. Um, But it does kind of tie in to really what is the number one story of the day, which it it really is uh, about independent thought and, and about intolerance and about controlling the message so you can control minds. And that is really what's going on with the mainstream media. So today, this big dust up came about. Uh, Well, let me backtrack a little bit because, you know, in the light of the story today with Ivanka Trump's statements and what happened with Sarah Sanders, uh, one of the things that I haven't heard anybody mention is the fact that President Trump was elected in part because he called out the media for their bias. We have known now for how long that there was bias in the media. The left didn't want to admit it. The Republican Party did nothing about it. But but like every other issue out there, when President Trump was on the campaign trail in 2016, he has his finger on the pulse of what Americans are thinking. From an economic standpoint, from a national security standpoint, from an immigration standpoint, as well as what's going on with our media in this country. So when President Obama, President Trump said that the media was the enemies of the people, you know what? He was reflecting the thoughts of the American people. He absolutely was. So then Ivanka, who is not just a family member, not just his daughter, but somebody who works in his administration, when she does an interview that seemingly contradicts President Trump there, of course people are going to get, like me, going to get a pebble in their shoe about it. Because that not just contradicted when she said today, and and she didn't just come out and contradict him. no, she no, she used a lot of political speak, and and you know, I'm not going to play the clip of it. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that. I really want to advance it, But really, what she did was she straddled the fence. she did what Republicans do when they don't want to offend the media, when they don't want to offend anybody. They want to ride the fence and sit on a fence post. Well, you know what? President Trump didn't get elected by sitting on a fence post and 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 trying hard not to offend anybody. No, he's willing to offend the establishment and the establishment in this country as part of the deep state is the mainstream media. So then so Ivanka deserves some criticism today. I got criticism for pointing that out because, you know, people were saying, well, you shouldn't really criticize. She's part of the family. No, she's an employee. And as an employee and a member of the Trump administration, she's under review and, and deserves to be critiqued like anybody else. And I'm an equal opportunity criticizer. I have criticized President Trump when I thought he made mistakes. And I will criticize Ivanka Trump when I think she makes mistakes. Not only did she incorrectly state today that the, the, and, and, and make a misstep when she seemingly contradicted President Trump. She did not have to go so far as to say, no, the media is not enemies of the state. She totally caved to the media and she gave them talking points to use against President Trump and talking points to use against Sarah Sanders. And then even worse, she also went on to say how when these families were separated at the border, she was vehemently against that practice. And it was a low day for her, a low time for her in the White House. Was she vehemently against it when Obama did it? Is she vehemently against the rule of law? This is perplexing to me because she seemed to – and I get why President Trump defended her in his tweets because you know he's got to you know make sure everybody doesn't think that there's fissures in the administration on policy because all these things have to do with policy and also has to do with narratives, and it's really important. I like Ivanka Trump. Don't get me wrong. But I think she made some missteps today. We are in a war. We are in a war for the hearts and the minds and the soul of America, and we're 90-something days away from it. We cannot afford to have anybody kicking President Trump in the teeth right now in his own administration because the rest of us are going to have our mouths bloodied as a result. Enter Sarah Sanders. Thank God for Sarah Sanders because this is a woman who doesn't sit on a fence post. This is a woman who doesn't weasel and kowtow and use rhino speak to suck up to a media. When she was put on the defense today and put, and put on the spot to have to answer for Ivanka Trump by Jim Acosta, who used Ivanka Trump's statements uh, as a weapon against Sarah, against Sarah Sanders, here was her response. I think the president
4: has made his position known. I also think it's what ironic. Us, I'm, I'm Sarah, trying to answer you know, your okay, question. Well, I, it, I politely waited and I even called on you, despite the fact that you interrupted me by calling on your colleague. Well, I said it's ironic. Talking, which
0: is why yes. I interrupted. I'm trying. But if you, if you finish, if you would not mind letting me have a follow up, that would be fine. But. It's
4: ironic. Jim, uh, that not only you and the media attack the president for his rhetoric uh, when they frequently lower the level of conversation in this country. Repeatedly, repeatedly, the media resorts to personal attacks without any content other than to incite anger. Uh, The media has attacked me personally on a number of occasions, including your own network. Said I should be harassed as a life sentence. That I should be choked. ICE officials are not welcomed in their place of worship, and personal information is shared on the internet. When I was hosted by the Correspondents' Association, of which almost all of you are members of, you brought a comedian up to attack my appearance and call me a traitor to my own gender. In fact, as I know, um, I'm as far as I know, I'm the first press secretary in the history of the United States that's required. Secret Service protection. No, the media continues to ratchet Angeles. up the verbal I mean, assault against yeah. the president and everyone in this administration. And certainly we have a role to play, but the media has a role to play for the discourse in this country as well.
2: Hat tip to her, man. She rolled it off. She could not be intimidated by them because the game that was being played today by using uh, through the use of Ivanka's statements was to put her on the spot so that they could then use her and her statements against President Trump as well, and she wouldn't have it. She turned that narrative on its head by laying out the truth and the way that they have uh, – it, and, it, and it's not just about discourse because so much of her comments really had to do with, with, with discourse going on today. But she completely turned it around on his head, and his, but, but he still didn't go away. Because he's there to bully her. He's there to intimidate her. He doesn't. His response to that, here she lays out in the gross, disgusting way in which she has been treated to the fact that she has to have Secret Service protection because she's physically under threat. And what was his response to that? I mean, it, it basically was, oh, okay, yeah, that's all well and good, but why won't you say— to the American people, that the media is not the enemies of the people. After she just laid out the fact that clearly they have behaved like enemies. It, 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 he finally got up and stormed out. But he, it, his response to her reminded me of Sam Kennison. It, it, play this clip.
5: Why? Say it! Say it! <laughs> Why? Was, say it! Say it! That was,
2: that was Acosta today. So he basically proves her entire his entire point of everything she has to say with his response to her. Well played. Well done. But it's more than just the discourse and the ways that she was treated in terms of the comments that she should be choked and all that kind of harassment. Look at some of the other ways that the that the media has been enemies of the people. And it, you look back to just this previous election in 2016, just two years ago. We uh, Donna Brazil was busted with CNN, Jim Acosta's network, in feeding her questions, Hillary Clinton questions, to the town hall. We also learned... Of other coordinated efforts between various media outlets to coordinate with the Hillary Clinton campaign for various debates, but also in terms of messaging that had to do with the email campaign. When you have, on top of it, we also know from different uh, research from a media research center, I think it was Brent Bozell's group, at least 90-something percent of all media reports have been negative against President Trump. Meanwhile, while they have—and those 95 percent, all those negative reports are filled with defamation, filled with lies and smears, all meant, all nothing but propaganda, a far worse disinformation campaign that the Russians could ever think of, all meant to destroy—they are running their own cultural Marxist propaganda movement against us, and and during the entire eight years of the Obama administration— Their disinformation campaign also involved failing and refusing to to report facts that involved crimes and corruption involved with the Obama administration, including the deaths of four Americans that could have been prevented, as well as all the crimes involving the email, the Filoni's email scheme, the Clinton Foundation, the pay-for-play schemes, and all of it. When you are supposed to be the free press whose job is supposed to be holding elected officials accountable and instead... You are waging a disinformation campaign to manipulate, to lie to the American people in order to interfere and control the outcome of elections. You're the enemies of the people. You are clearly the enemies of the United States of America. And there should be nobody in the Trump administration. I don't care who you are at what level. There should be nobody in the Trump administration unwilling to say it. This is truly a battle for this country, and you, we need warriors in the Trump administration. We don't need anybody doing a Lindsey Graham or, or any of the rest of them who are more concerned about the media's feelings than they are the American citizens. We're going to take a break. and we come back, we're going we're gonna to change subjects a little bit because there's another enemy or group of enemies going against this country that nobody seems to be talking about anymore. The, did the Islamic terrorists did they decide to to stop a war against us? No. We just we just aren't we just aren't in a battle. At least not between terrorist attacks. So we're gonna talk about that when we get back. More Andrea K show coming up.
6: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at
7: Andrea K. Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E.
1: If you're currently employed in a job that's not truly satisfying, ask yourself these questions. Is this what you want to be doing for the rest of your life? Is the money and the material things worth sacrificing your family time? This is Steve Brodsky, General Manager here at Salem, and we're experiencing tremendous growth. Right now, we're recruiting for an experienced digital and broadcast salesperson. We offer excellent pay and benefits in a work environment that's creative, respectful, productive, and fun. If you're a hard worker and you're willing to learn and you love to sell, submit your resume at salemmedia.com and we'll set up an interview right away. Salem is an equal opportunity employer. At the end of every single day, I lay my head on my pillow and I know that what we've done during the day has made a real difference. Maybe that makes sense to you too. Submit your resume today at salemmedia.com.
8: Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com or call 619-742-8376 to talk with me today.
10: AM 1170, The
6: Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
2: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170 if you'd like to call in. I'm curious about what you guys think about uh, my comments before about uh, the media being the enemies of the people. And I laid out a few examples why. And my, also my comments on Ivanka Trump and, and the missteps that I felt that uh, she made today. Uh, not with any ill intentions, of course. I think she's a good soul with a good heart. I just think that we we need a little bit more warrior and a little less appeasement to the to the media. But uh, call me, and tell me what you think. If you think I'm wrong, like a lot of you people have have said today on Facebook, uh, give me a call eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Speaking of Facebook, I mean, come on, Facebook, seriously, with the sending me friend requests by Russians? I mean, how stupid do you think we are? Um, it, Got to shift gears, though, because now we got to talk about uh, some enemies of the American people that nobody seems to be talking about anymore. We don't, you know, there's this hashtag after 9-11, never forget. Well, we've forgotten when the only time we talk about Islamic jihad is when uh, somebody's taken a truck and mowed down 30 people on a sidewalk. Then that lasts for a couple days. Then we don't talk about it anymore. Well, joining me now is somebody who does talk about it. In fact, he's just written a book about it that lays out the history of it, and it is Robert Spencer, and his book is The History of Jihad. Hi, Robert. Welcome to The Andrew K Show.
9: Great to be here. Thank you very much.
2: Well, thank you uh, for your work. And this is something that uh, I read about the synopsis of the book. I can't wait to read it. It's something that every American needs to read because we need to be remembered about this war that is going on, the jihad against us. This is not something new. This is not something that's based on the evil, bad Americans. It's not something that's going to go away because Trudeau says that we just need to hug, you know, a terrorist, and then it's going to all be okay, right?
9: Uh, This is something that's been going on for 1,400 years. And everywhere that Muslims and non-Muslims have come into contact, there's been conflict that has been started by the Muslims. Now, after saying that, I have to say, yes, of course, not every Muslim does this, but there have been enough to make sure that there have been conflict everywhere in the world, and I trace it all the way across the world in this book. This is the first book that is the entire history of jihad from the beginning to now. And the main lesson here is... In America today, the uh, Muslims have not reformed or rejected or reconsidered the doctrines of Islam that gave rise to this violence throughout history. Why do we think that if the situation is going to be different here?
2: Well, you raise a good point because the, we, we are led to believe, those of us who don't know the history, those of us who haven't read the Quran, who just have to, to take the opinions of others, including Muslims, and including care. You know, anytime there's a terrorist attack, the first people at the microphone is the Council for American-Islamic Relations to tell us uh, that, you know, the victims are Muslims. You know, we got to make sure there's no mu- backlash against Muslims. We don't really know. Where this comes from, we're told that Islam is a peaceful religion and that jihad is is an offshoot extremist bastardization of the religion.
9: If that were true, then it would not be so that you would be seeing it more or less constantly and from the primary Islamic entities throughout the world throughout history. the uh, In the history of Islam, starting after Muhammad, you have the really relatively rapid uh, estab- establishment of the great caliphates, the great Islamic empires, the Umayyad caliphate, followed by the Abbasid caliphate, and then a little later by the Ottoman caliphate. And all of them pursued jihad warfare against non-Muslim states, making war on them, starting war on them solely because they were non-Muslim. And motivated by the same ideology that was held by the Muslims who took down the Twin Towers and blew up the Boston Marathon and all the rest of it. And so the uh, idea that Islam is a religion of peace and it's just a tiny minority of extremists is simply not borne out by history, as I show in this book.
2: Well, and uh, someone pointed out, made a great point, that if Islam is a religion of peace, how come the extremists are not extremely peaceful? Um, Mm -hmm. That may sound like a joke, but it actually has some truth to it. So um, the book lays out the history and the truth of jihad. How can we, knowing this history, uh, how can we use that history as Americans and as a government in order to, you know, stop that from advancing here in our country?
9: Well, in the first place, we need to reconfigure a lot of domestic and foreign policies. For example, uh, there's been so much resistance to the president's uh, proposed travel bans. And of course, the Supreme Court has now allowed for them but there's still a lot of resistance, and it's a still very narrow thing. And the assumption is that the Muslims who are coming into the country are by and large completely peaceful and benign and nothing to worry about and only racists and bigots think otherwise. When actually there's always going to be an unknowable number of Islamic jihadis coming in among the peaceful Muslims and that it would be extremely foolish to base our entire future on the uh, completely unfounded idea that these people are coming in and they're going to pose no problem. So,
2: well, we can. We,
9: that,
2: uh, uh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Go ahead.
9: Well, I'm just going to say that we need to call upon American Muslim advocacy groups to renounce the aspects of Islam that are at variance with constitutional principles. To do it honestly and in a transparent and inspectable way. And uh, then we may be able to avoid the conflict that's coming, but otherwise, it's going to come.
2: Well, it's con- it's it's already here, and it's here in two forms. Uh, first of all, in terms of uh, the those coming here not being a threat to us. San Bernardino, she was here on on a fiance visa. Uh, we had uh, we had um, I, I can't remember now the neighborhood it was. If it was in Minnesota, if it was in Dearborn, Michigan, where uh, a, a young girl was was gang raped by. Uh, a, a, a gang of refugees that were here. At Ohio State, the young man who took a truck and mowed people down on a sidewalk was was a refugee. The Pulse nightclub happened by the son of refugees. The man who drove a truck down the run the running area where they run in New York City was a refugee. So, you know, the, the numbers don't bear out that they're coming here peacefully. And you're right, we, we don't have any way of knowing. If the liberals are correct, and 10% of the one point whatever billion Muslims around the world are the extremists, then, then that means if we bring ten thousand refugees here. Then that means a thousand of them are going to be Islamic, uh, Islamic extreme, extremist. Yes. Uh, that are wanting to going to want to terrorize us through uh, the sword, but then there's also another form of Z- Islamic jihad, which is creeping Sharia, and that is very real. I sit here in San Diego, Robert, which is slated to be the first school district that's Sharia compliant. They were taken to court over it. This was a partnership between San Diego Unified and Care, and then they they were they've been caught lying to the courts about it, trying to hide their partnership behind the scenes. And you know we've got a Sharia problem, creeping Sharia problem as well, don't we?
9: Absolutely, yes. And this is the, something I detail in the last part of the book, that uh, after the fall of the Ottoman Caliphate, when there was no unified Islamic government in the world anymore, then the jihad switched largely to these kinds of stealth tactics of infiltration and subversion and that and it's going on in America well, under our noses. Most people are not even aware of the great inroads that the Muslim Brotherhood has made and the societal inroads that Muslim organizations have made gaining special privileges for Muslims, such that, well, you know, the ACLU fought for decades to get Christian prayer out of the public schools, and now there are, in, there's an increasing number of American public schools where there's Islamic prayer and nobody seems to mind. Mm -hmm. And Muslims get special privileges in workplaces to go off the workplace for prayer, where other employees are not accorded the same privilege. And this is in line with Islamic law that grants special privileges to Muslims. So ultimately, it brings about the same effect as the goal of jihad terror and jihad warfare, which is to establish Islamic law as supreme, This is all happening in the United States, and, of course, anybody who speaks out about it is stigmatized and demonized.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, I think it was Nani Darwish I interviewed years ago after she wrote her book, Now They Call Me Infidel, and she said we're handing our country over on a platter of political correctness. You know, uh, they're using our laws and our good hearts against us and using the, the bully stick of of calling us bigots and, you know, xenophobic. And that's what President Trump was called on the campaign trail when he said, we've got to look at this refugee situation, bringing people here because we don't have any way to know which of them want to come here. You can't really vet. How do you vet? You know, it's like Don Jr. said at one point during the 2016 campaign when he was so chastised when he said, "If you've got a bowl of M and M's and one of them's poisonous, how do you know which ones?" You know, we yes. we're just not using our common sense here. And oh, yeah. it, it, and it, and I don't really know. We can, we don't even have our U.S. government willing to declare the Muslim Brotherhood a terrorist organization at this point.
9: Yes, and like you noted about the San Bernardino shooter, Tashfeen Malik, she had passed five separate background checks. From five different U.S. agencies. That shows the ability of these agencies to vet. And a lot of it, a lot of their inability to do that is because of the, a, the unwillingness of the U.S. government at the highest levels. And this started with, a, well, really with George W. Bush, but it was intensified mm-hmm. with Obama. The, uh, there's no understanding, there's no study of the jihad threat. And so they don't understand what to look for, and they don't know what to vet for. So somebody like that comes along, they don't know what they're looking for, and they do not, don't know how to deal with her.
2: Well, another quote from Nani Darwish is, we must be courageous enough to name our enemy and our location. And the enemy is the Islamist, and they are here, and they are continuing to come here. And their goal is to take us over from within uh, through the sword and through Sharia. And uh, I thank you so much for writing the book and being here. Did I not also hear that somebody was trying to shut down the distribution or the publishing of your book?
9: Yeah, uh, this was Congressman Keith Ellison, the uh, vice chair of the DNC and the Muslim congressman uh, who is uh, so powerful and influential in Washington today. And he wrote to Jeff Bezos of Amazon.com not long ago and demanded that Bezos and Amazon drop all uh, sale of any books written by people who were demonized by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, the Southern Poverty Law Center is this hard-left group that uses the hate group label to stigmatize and demonize and marginalize Mm -hmm. people who are perfectly legitimate and aren't saying anything violent or hateful. But they lump them in with the likes of the KKK and neo-Nazis, and this is designed to discredit them. And Ellison wants to get Amazon to shut people down on that basis.
2: Well, yeah, to suppress uh, the opposition viewpoint, it's all yep. about control, and it's just it's it's crazy that we've got that man who used to, to pal around and bump up against Farrakhan all the time, who actually was running for the head of the DNC, and he's actually a congressman. It's it's shocking how far we've gone. It it makes me crazy when I see that on on the anniversary of nine eleven every year hashtag Never Forget because when we've got him in office we've forgotten. But you are bringing the history and the truth to the American people. The book is The History of Jihad. Robert Spencer, thank you so much.
9: A pleasure. Thank you.
2: All right. Um, We're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got the president of FreedomWorks who's going to be here. We're going to continue this conversation on the other side because there's actually even more to be talking about with the Islamist and their partnership with the DNC. And it's happening right out here in California today. That and more on The Andrea K. Show. Don't go anywhere.
7: If you don't have an estate plan, then the state... 792 3444 That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. Sun Garden Terrace, license number
6: 374-603-437. Jim
4: was looking
2: for a place for his mom, Francis in the El Cajon-La Mesa-Spring Valley area.
7: When I walked into Sun Garden Terrace, I sensed a real homey feel, that i liked that was uh, just right up her alley i thought I, the vibrations were so good
2: since jim found sun garden terrace he gets to visit just about every day
7: and the price was certainly very reasonable and competitive compared to all of the other facilities that i had checked out
2: sun garden terrace customizes individual care and activities based on the unique aspects and abilities of your loved one you're invited to take a tour See the renovation of their welcoming memory care wing and join them for lunch. Visit sungardenterrace.com or call 619-464-CARE. Sungarden Terrace. Because there's such a lot of living to do. 619-464-CARE.
6: Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? for your free quote call 800-509-1662
0: that's 800-509-1662 800-509-1662 or go to selectquote.com since 1985 we shop you save get full details on the example
6: policy at selectquote.com slash commercials or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states
10: Now's the time to soak up that summer sun and spend time with friends and family. Instead of spending that valuable time on home projects, let HomeAdvisor take them off your plate. Whether you've been thinking about a big project like installing a new sprinkler system or a small project like just mowing the lawn, go to HomeAdvisor.com. Tell them what you need. In just seconds, you're going to be matched with the best pros in your area who can do the work and do it right. You can read customer reviews of the pros, check their availability, even book appointments online for a time that works best for you. And with HomeAdvisor's Project Cost Guide, you can check what others paid for similar jobs in your area so you know you're getting a fair price. No matter what home project you've been thinking about, installing a new A.C. unit, new windows, maybe a big job like a new roof, HomeAdvisor makes it easy to find and hire the best pros in your area. Find great pros now to handle the job this summer so you can kick back and relax. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started on your next project. That's HomeAdvisor.com, HomeAdvisor.com. AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. You're
6: listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
2: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. 888-344-1170 if you would like to chime in before I get to my next guest. Um, got to give. That was supposed to be my ding, ding, dingy, dingy, DJ Carrot Sticks. I got a little bit of news uh, to share with you all here. Uh, okay. <laughs> dj carrot sticks has put in a very very long day so y'all forgive me if it didn't quite have a sound effects in place but i meant to tell y'all this little bit o news last night um i've been keeping y'all up to date on the nfl and everything going on with the uh take a knee anti-american sh- nonsense that's been going on with the nfl Well, jerry jones who would have thought that jerry jones from jones world would be shut down he came out basically and said, forget all that's going on with these uh, negotiations. My, my team is going to stand with their foot on the line. Well, not so fast, said the NFL. They told him to stand down and keep his trap shut. So when he did a big media event, a big presser, um, he was asked questions about it and said, oh, you know, I'm not allowed to talk about it. The NFL has shut me up. So a little disappointing there. So just, um, I guess my position, I'm still taking a knee against the NFL. All right. Curious to know what you guys think about that. Joining me now uh, to talk about continued crazy happening in the media as well as other topics is Adam Brandon. He is, among other things in his resume, he is the president of FreedomWorks. Hi, Adam. Welcome to The Andrea K Show.
0: Thanks for having me. It's great to be
2: here. Well, thanks. Um, before we talk about, uh, there's a couple of big media stories today, and we're going to talk next about mm-hmm. this uh, this crazy gal, uh, Sarah Young, I guess is how you pr- pronounce her name, the latest racist to uh, be given an editorial position by a major media outlet. I started the show by talking about, um, I actually believe that the media are the enemies of the people. And I laid out, not just because of their discourse and the way that everything Sarah Sanders talked about today in her press conference with Jim Acosta and the way that she's been treated and in in just, you know, all the abominable ways that the media has ratcheted up the, the hatred and fostered hatred, but the way they've coordinated, uh, you know, with the Hillary Clinton campaign, the way that they've 95% of all their stories are negative on Trump, they failed to report factual uh, stories about Hillary Clinton crimes and other, I think they're enemies of the people. Then when you go on to, to see, while all that's happening, that the New York Times— has hired a blatant anti white racist to not only be a writer but on their editorial board. How can you not know that the media is enemies of the people?
0: Well, what I look at it is the the media is supposed to be objective. they at least pretend to say we are objective and about the truth and well you if you are if you're coming from a specific bias you're not objective. And I will give credit to a lot of at least European countries with their newspapers, there is a very blatant slant to the newspaper. So if you read it, you know, oh, this is conservative or this is liberal. Well, our media says it's straight down the middle and just presenting the facts. And as you said it and just mentioned we could go fact by fact, look at where – who who they donate to, look at the stories, look at just how when they would cover Obama, the way they would talk about this is the, the most amazing – this is our savior coming to, solve, to mm-hmm. save us. And and then I'd look at my guys in the Freedom Caucus and all that, and they're called terrorists.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean – he they're not the free press they're they're propagandists they're running a disinformation campaign that that Pravda would be proud of, and then you look at this this is what's going on with this New York Times article for those who aren't familiar I mean it was the trending story of the day this gal Sarah yep. young uh, was hired not just to be a writer by New York Times but on the editorial board and this is a woman who has tweeted out we're not just talking about an offhand bad joke like uh, like we wrote... read
0: some of those yeah it's one of these really hits me hard because where I grew up in Cleveland, I, I remember hanging out with my uncles. They fought in World War II. They fought in, on the Korean Peninsula, and they taught me a lot about what it means to be an American. So she tweeted out, and this was, this is a direct quote. I'm looking at it right now. Oh man, it's kind of sick. How much joy I get out of being cruel to old white men. Wow. And I think about those old white men. Those were my uncles who fought So that her family would be free. And they fought and had other old white men who never got to be anything but a young white man because they died over there fighting for someone else's you know a different country for their freedom. So that to me, is just it's, it's kind of saddening to me.
2: It is. And, and as you were talking about that, I hadn't even thought about that from that standpoint. You know, we've got right now how many old white men, how, their remains being brought back in coffins because they gave their life fighting for freedoms of people around the world. And, they, they, and they, they were
0: just they were just doing their duty. They were just doing how they were raised that you defend the freedoms in this country.
2: Yeah. There's a couple of more, um, that I want to make sure if people didn't see the story uh, today. Um, uh, let 's see are white people genetically predisposed to burn faster in the sun, thus logically being only fit to live underground like grovelling goblins? This is so much worse than what the New York Times said was unacceptable by Roseanne Barr, who did one crappy right. joke with a superimposed picture between Valerie Jarrett and a woman from Planet of the Apes she you know cancel white people is that not a nod to genocide oh of white people <laughs> and this is what counts as and, and they hire her. I have to then at. Try to advance the story beyond the double standard, Adam, and start to talk about the goal here because we see coordination on the part of the establishment media, on the part of our schools and higher education, on the part of the Democrat Party. We've got uh, about—I never heard the term white privilege. In my life. Now right. we've got schools teaching it to where professors are told to apologize to students for being white. We've got this now being acceptable on the part of, of, quote, supposed to be journalists. We're hearing this kind of rhetoric all the time from the Democrat Party. They never do anything without a goal in mind. What is the goal so, here on them, from them?
0: I just have to read another one of these. This is just so stunning to me because we're talking about this being objective. And, and this is someone writing for the editorial page. And I just want you to think about, is this person going to be able to be fair when they're when they're talking about politics today? Quote, I open my mouth to politely greet a Republican, but nothing but an unending cascade of vomit flows from my face.
2: Wow. Well, well,
0: yeah. I don't know how you can write that and then be able to talk about anything that's happening in Washington from an objective standpoint, period.
2: It's not objective. There is a goal here, and I'm trying to figure out what that goal is because we've got to understand that the left never, they're always playing a long game. And, you know, it, it, and it's it, ultimately it's about a transformation of America, a cultural Marxist movement to destroy the fabric and the traditions of America so that they can turn it into their Marxist utopia. And somehow the subjugation of, of white people has to be a part of that. I, I have to think. And then I then I look at Linda Sarsour at a fundraiser and at a, at a meeting with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or whatever. her And I can never get her name right. Um, You know, the partnership is clear there. And I've been talking about that for a while, that there is a partnership going on between the Islamist and and the Democrats. And it's about ushering in a centralized system of power. It's got to all be tied together. The goal is to marginalize traditional Americans and build up a mass of people dependent on the state. And therefore, they're going to want a centralized system of power. That's got to be what the end game is. Your thoughts?
0: Well, my, what I've started really understanding in recent years, I used to think that my job at Freedom Works was to fight for the U.S. Constitution, uh, you know, our traditional ways of, of doing things. And then I realized it's actually bigger than that. What we're trying to do is fight for uh, traditional Western values. And by that, I mean reason. And by that, I mean basic rule of law and everyone is treated the same in front of rule of law. I mean, that to me is the basis of our entire civilization, stretching back to the Hebrews and stretching back to the Greeks. And, and so to, if you start take, taking that apart, we're no, our civilization is no longer unique. And then you start, you think about how we value the individual and how we value our rights. Like I always, I, I studied in England at Oxford, and I, it was hit me once, what is American exceptionalism? And to me, American exceptionalism was that our rights were given to us by our Creator? Your right, your rights are not handed to you by the government. So again, that's reason, that's law. And if you up and, and destroy that, you're destroying all of Western civilization, not just the United States.
2: Yeah, um, th- th- that's one reason why they've tried to get God out of society. They want, they don't want separation of church and state. They want replacement of God with state. They want us to worship state. And they want, if you're willing to, uh, if you think. It, If you're willing to think your rights come from man, you're willing to let man take your rights away. And Absolutely, and that's really what the key is all about, and and that's to me that's what the end game is about. That's every aspect of what they're trying to do to tear apart our society, and they're not honest about it. Obama endorsed everybody but Ocasio Cortez because he doesn't want the he doesn't want the American people to clue in to what the game plan is. But we've got to make sure that Americans are educated what the end game is. We've got it, and we've got a tough slog as conservatives because when we have so many people coming into this country that. Don't have any education, don't have any skills. They're poor. We've got so many Americans that are poor that have been fed the 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 notion that you should be able to get uh, not go to college or learn a skill and just bag groceries and be able to support a family of five. You know, these are the people that are going to think it sounds really great. Uh, to have an entitlement society versus opportunity. Right. We've we, we got an uphill slog to try to sell traditional America and its and its benefits. But right now, we've got an opportunity for that, I think, Adam, because we do have an economic restoration with President Trump.
0: Absolutely. But I also look at it, at the end of the day, truth wins out. And I think the, the crazier some of these that's why i'm so happy you're covering these these tweets that she sent out because guess what the new york times is not going to cover it They well they put out their press statement and basically said we looked at them and they're not offensive right
2: oh and they so, and well then they also said that it wasn't her fault that you know that it was a response to racism that she received on the other end so they you know they justified it is it was what they
0: well, did I, this even goes back we're talking about western civilization I personally find a lot of strength in, in some of the readings that I do. And one, of the, some, one of the schools of philosophy I really enjoy is Stoicism. And this is such a great school of thought because one of the things it says is you own your mind and you own your reaction. So even when some their their excuses because people said stupid things to her, that gives her an excuse to say stupid things back. And no, I mean, I, what I love about that, about reading about history and philosophy, is the strong people are the ones that took insults and just carried on with their agendas and carried on with their visions and carried on with their beliefs. And, and and let and let people who are hating on them strengthen them. And I try and do that when people tweet at me, "What a jerk I am."
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: like, well, I mean, if someone's taking the time to say that, that must mean I'm ticking them off some way, which must right. mean I'm hitting that truth
2: <laughs> somewhere. Well, yeah, and it's so childish. It, 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 the childish response is somebody says something or hurts your feelings. That you, you know, that's what four year olds do. They reach out and they hit. They slap. You know, they toss right. something. They throw something. They have a tem- temper tantrum. When we get to be adults, we're not supposed to. We're not supposed to behave that way. But that's part of the. the the left's, uh, you know, agenda as well. Part of the cultural Marxist movement is that nobody, there's no right or wrong. Nobody's responsible for, you know, their actions. There's always an excuse for everything. And, you know, everything is somebody else. Your behavior is always somebody else's fault. They've, you know, My
0: definition, my freedom comes with a whole lot of responsibility, responsibility to, for myself. I have responsibilities for my wife. I have responsibilities for my family. I have responsibilities for my community, my nation, and I, when I listen to the other side, I, what I'm hearing is freedom from responsibility. And I, I saw something on TV the other day, and it was Kennedy talking. And this is Democrat John Kennedy saying that, you know, what, do not, don't ask what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And I was thinking, man, John Kennedy would have no place in this modern Democratic
2: Party. Oh, no, they'd be calling him a crazy right-wing extremist. They would, he, Right. He, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's it's really shocking how— the progress that the left has made to remove the progress of America and the West, and try to drag us back into into you know failed policies, you know, and we look at what's happening in Venezuela right now, and that's exactly what the and they're such I, masters of the word games, though. You know, they they call themselves progressive when they're really regressive. They call themselves liberals when when they're really about totalitarian, tyrannical control. Liberalism is where liberty goes to die. We got get got to get better as conservatives in in the messaging. Final thoughts? Well, you
0: mentioned go. this, Alexander. Uh, alexandra cortez you know when i talk to people i'm like she's socialist just like cuba just like venezuela that's very dangerous that destroys millions of lives oh adam you're being extreme that's not what what when she's calling herself a socialist that's what hugo chavez called himself that's what you go down to cuba that's what the you know the dictatorship of uh, down there called themselves socialist like socialism Kills socialism represses socialism is not a joke. It's not cute. It's 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 an anathema to Western civilization and to individual freedom.
2: And in the the answer that I always get from them is, well, that's not really socialism. That's not really communism. You know, it's just never really been done the way it was intended. Well, you know, that's that's it, it's that's mind-numbingly insane. And by the way, you know, if you read the Communist Manifesto, it wasn't like he laid out a blueprint. And if the door doesn't you know isn't exactly hung exactly according to the plans that doesn't mean it's not you know marxism it's just insane uh, you know but part of the problem is we've taken history out of our schools and, and people aren't being taught Absolutely. the truth and they're not being ta- they're not uh readers of philosophy and history like you are adam i hope you'll come back i appreciate it
0: let's do it again this is a lot of fun you, have, you guys have a i'm on the east coast it's a little late here so you guys have a great evening uh, out on the west
2: well thanks so much for being here late in the evening Adam uh, Brandon from Freedom Works. All right, now stay tuned, Andrea K. Show listeners, we're going to be back. We got a we got an interesting story about climate change. Maybe this will please DJ Carrot Stick since he seems to be so obsessed with straws lately.
6: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, Kay, spelled K A Y E.
5: On August 10th,
3: get ready for a comedy that's off the leash. Do you think I'm ridiculous throwing a party for my dog? I would say that bouncy house is over the top.
5: Or lonely strangers will discover that man's best friend... No offense, but is your dog pregnant or just super fat? ...are the best matchmakers. Dogs open their hearts to love
7: and to be loved.
3: This dog has made us a family. Dog Days, in theaters August 10th.
5: Can you believe there's just a few weeks left of summer? That means a new school year is just around the corner. And parents, some of you may still be on the fence about where to send your kids next year. So here's some great news that'll have you cheering. Select half-off tuition still remain for many private schools in your area and we have some really amazing schools like South Bay Christian Academy, Trinity Christian School, Valley Christian School, Coastal Christian Academy, and many more. You still have time to tour the school of your choice and then purchase your entire first year's tuition at half price, saving thousands of dollars on a priceless private education. Visit am1170theanswer.com today. Don't miss out. Spaces are limited and tuitions are claimed on a first-come, first-served basis. Visit am1170theanswer.com today. That's am1170theanswer.com.
6: Better vision, better value. The LASIK Vision Institute. Make this the year you finally get LASIK. For a free consultation plus an extra 20% discount, text VISION22 to 350350. You'll see for free if LASIK is right for you. That's VISION22 to 350350.
3: Freedom. One nation in all of human history was built on that bedrock. Ours. A republic of the people, by the people and for the people. Self-government requires freedom, just as freedom requires an individual willingness to self-govern. Freedom has made America exceptional, but it can only last as long as you and I seek the good, as expressed by the laws of nature and nature's God. It can only last if you and I choose to act as people of character. Forging character has been the pursuit of Hillsdale College since 1844. Hillsdale College forges character and elevates civic discourse both on campus and nationwide. To find out how you can take their free online courses or receive a complimentary subscription to Imprimus, a monthly speech digest, visit HillsdaleFreedom.com. That's HillsdaleFreedom.com. AM
1: 1170,
6: The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
2: Welcome back to the Andrea Kay Show. Hey, who reads National Geographic anymore? I don't know if you guys do. I guess they're they're putting out videos as well. Well, last year they put out a video, video that went viral, got seen 2.5 billion times, and it showed a picture of an emaciated polar bear, and the caption was, "This is what climate change looks like." Um, in fact, uh, in in the um, caption: The words "climate change" was highlighted, meant to really say, "Okay, this is this is what's happening as as a result of climate change." Well, um, people started going, "Hmm, uh, we really have emaciated polar bears going on right now in this country." You know, when is, is this for real? Well, of course, it ended up being they finally, uh, Nat Geo, I guess two days ago, has finally admitted that the images was were fake. Their excuse for it is that well how could of course it wasn't real they they're now shaming the viewers for actually daring to think it was literal even though they put a caption out there that said this is what climate change looks like the bottom line is they were busted and now they're blaming the viewers for having the gall to actually take them at their word for what they put out there And the reason why they did this has got to be because recent polling has shown, and here we are going into the midterms, that when it comes to issues of importance to the American people, climate change came in last on the issues that they care about American people. How many They've been trying to tell us that this was the most important issue of our time. This was a greater threat to us than Islamic Jihad. You know what? The American people ain't buying it. They got to put out... This, this is just like the Time cover. Wasn't it Time magazine recently to where they said, you know what? It doesn't matter if that picture of that little girl was real or not, was actually separated by her parents by the Border Patrol. It's, an, uh, it's a depiction of what's really going on down there. That's the excuse that, the, that Nat Geo national geographic putting out fake images because the american people don't care about climate change so they got to put out and got to lie to us we started the show by talking about the media putting out a disinformation being propagandist with a disinformation campaign to try to control and manipulate the american people and it's and and it's it's a complete sham i don't know who to trust anymore it's crazy but y'all can trust me and DJ Carrot Sticks. We're going to be right back here tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Friday, fun day, and we got a great guest. It's super fun. Tomorrow night. So be here. Love you all. Have a great night.
0: The Andrea Kay Show is sponsored by Andrea Kay.